0: Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, as always, and hope you're having a good Work week. It's Hump Day. Just a few more days till so that weekend. Hang in there. What are we talking about today? Well, yesterday in Locked On Spurs, we decided to go ahead and give out some grades already to individual players. We did Dejounte Murray. Go check that out. Uh, but today we're going to focus on Devin Vassell, the rookie. What did we see out of him in his maiden voyage into his pro career? Uh, do we like where he's going? Do we like what what we, the optics tell us? And what grade will we give the rookie? Also, some Spurs news and notes. From Derek White, maybe being a two way player. Yeah, Bo Jackson style into Deion Sanders. Uh, and of course, some um, roster shakeup news regarding a Spurs guard. Do that more. I'm joined by Michael Jimenez. He is with ESPN San Antonio. And uh, yeah, he's, he's also a champ. No, no, no kidding. He's actually a rock the mic champ. Michael, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs.
1: Hey, thank you for having me back
0: on, man. Appreciate it. Are you gonna, you ever done a two-way sport like that? Could you handle that? Like, you uh, know, like Could you do that? You mentioned Bo
1: Jackson. You're showing our age here, man, because Bo Jackson is by far the best two-way athlete I've ever seen. I mean, I remember Over Deon? Neon Neon Dion doing his thing with the Braves yeah. and uh, with the Falcons and the Cowboys and yeah. whatnot, 49ers. Uh, it's amazing because I don't think we'll ever see something like that ever again. But back in the late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s, we had those stars being able to do that and and uh, do it well. I mean, Bo Jackson was just an incredible outfielder, and then was just ferocious as a running back. and And Dion, you know, was incredible as a defender and and was a great outfielder as well. So it's amazing. No, I could never do anything mm-hmm. like that. We'll never see anything <laughs> like that ever again.
0: Make sure to follow Michael on Twitter at 210FantasyGuide and tune into his show, The Sunday Sports Grill, on ESPN San Antonio. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard. Uh, you, know, you know, you know, you and I were talking about this before we hit read the record button. And we said, ah, what did we talk about, the the roster shakeup or Devin Vassell? Because they kind of go hand in hand. And the reason why this Spurs guard is expendable. So let's go ahead and just dive into that news in case you missed it. Uh, there is a report via Yahoo Sports that the San Antonio Spurs will not bring back guard Quindari Weatherspoon. I know a lot of Spurs fans are saying, who, huh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was drafted in that Kelton Johnson, Lucas Weather um, uh, Weatherspoon <laughs> draft. He, he you know, played very sparingly, uh, Michael, really relegated to the bench or more likely than not in his San Antonio time in Austin with the Austin Spurs. 2019 NBA draft pick, 49th overall. Didn't really see much of him, Michael, and this move should not be surprising. No, it's not a shocker
1: at all. And uh, I'm surprised the Spurs held on to him for as long as they did because you know, a few years there going back and forth between the the Spurs team and going back to Austin. He showed some flashes in Austin, but you know, when you take a look at it, the Spurs probably have something better in Trey Jones. Mm-hmm. And also the the shot never really materialized for Weatherspoon. In in college, you know, he was shooting three pointers at a 36% clip. Some seasons he was at 39, 40 percent. And in the pros, that was chopped in half. He was under 20% so far as a as an NBA player. I don't mm-hmm. know if I if I blame him for that, because when they bring him in, they're really cold and they haven't played mm-hmm. all game long. Uh but the fact of the matter is is that he he didn't light it up when he was given his opportunity as as, as right. rare as that was.
0: Yeah, I got to see him and meet him personally the moment he put on that Spurs draft day cap back in 2019, you know, eager, you know, like all bright eyed young rookies into entering, the, entering their pro uh days. You know, you know, one, one thing I I really knew maybe it was foreshadowing his party. I remember him telling me that he was not not necessarily ready for the NBA, and he was, but he was already knowing that his his destination was Austin. So he knew that right away mm-hmm. from the get-go, that he'll be in the G League, and sure enough, that happened. Uh, he's uh, He only played 31 games with San Antonio. Uh, yeah, that's it. He shot 40% in those 31 games and averaged uh, close to about two points per game. Uh, and even in the G League, you know, he showed what he can be, and I think he will fit in as a key role player just not in San Antonio. So would not be surprised if another team picks him up, you know, whether would be in, in their training camp. I think that's the route he's going to be going, Michael.
1: Oh, agreed. And, yeah. you know, you take a look at it. He, he played four years in college, right? So that sounds like it's great. You know, Tim Duncan played four years in college too. Right. But mm-hmm. played four years in college, he's had three years of, of NBA life. And uh, so now you're looking at it. He's going to be 25 years old when the season starts. And, it's hard to say this it's hard to imagine this but that's kind of a dinosaur when it comes to a young core member you know who's mm-hmm. who's trying to fit in uh right. but he might get his chance elsewhere um he's he's a good enough of a player to to warrant a g-league spot and then even then eventually make maybe make his way back up but mm-hmm. you know the spurs basically drafted his replacement when they got trey jones
0: yeah and look uh, although the Spurs did not pick up their qualifying offer uh, for the guard, does not necessarily put him out of the realm of the Spurs inviting him to camp, but that looks like that's not going to be a, a thing in his future because of Trey Jones. You know, I think uh, you hit it in the nail uh, pretty hard when you said, yeah, Trey Jones pretty much booted him out. And uh, as well as um, just not really the offense there as you highlighted. Now, a lot of the teammates that I spoke with during. Uh, last season, even in Austin, they're telling me, "Oh, he's, defensively, he's he's a stud," uh, but mm-hmm. again, never really got that shine in San Antonio Any Spurs uniform. You saw uh, glimpses here and there, but it never really was consistent. Not really his fault, considering you know who was ahead of him in the rotation. You, you know that that's a big thing, but nevertheless, sail uh, on, Weatherspoon. Good luck to you, and just you know, I I, I can already see it happening right now, Michael. Let's just okay. pretend Team A picks him up and then the Spurs play Team A, and Weatherspoon's on that team, and he just lights up San Antonio. It always happens.
1: It has happened before. I mean, you see players like Kyle Anderson, who had a good career with San Antonio, yep. but you know he move on, and then he lights it up for, for Memphis over the Spurs. And uh, it, it happens all the time, man. And, 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 and sometimes you have to wonder whether or not it's because it wasn't a good fit with the Spurs or if the Spurs were not utilizing that particular player correctly. Uh, But we wish him luck. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not like there was any bad blood between Weatherspoon and the Spurs or any controversy or anything like that. Fact of the matter is, is that he was a late second round pick and late second Mm -hmm. round picks usually do not pan out unless your name is Manu Ginobili.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, So with that, uh, let's go to transition to our second topic of uh, the show. And there's another guy who pretty much is the reason why Weatherspoon is no longer with San Antonio is because we mentioned the defense that Weatherspoon, at least teammates, thought he brought was one guy that really could play uh, defense, and his name is Devin Vassell, as well as some offense. So let's going to look back at his rookie season, hand out a grade for the young kid. Now, look, you know, he was what, number number 11, right? He was number 11 overall in the uh draft? Yes, number 11, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you were you surprised his name was on the board at that that point or, you know, that was pretty much what was projected?
1: Well, that's the player that I was hoping for when the Spurs were going into the draft. So I was really excited when Vassell's name was called. Uh, You know, he played so well at Florida State. And it's one of those things where, you know, he, he brings defense. He brings three point shooting and the ability to create a shot from time to time. Uh, Was I surprised? I was pleasantly surprised because most of the final mock drafts leading into the draft last year had him going somewhere between 6 and 11. A few of them did say the Spurs would get him at 11, but there were some saying Mm -hmm. that he could go as high as 6. So um, it wasn't a reach for the Spurs to get him. It was interesting seeing that the Spurs had the chance between or the choice between going with Vassell or Tyrese Halliburton Mm -hmm. um, because Halliburton was kind of higher ranked in the in the rack and stack when it comes to the rankings of players uh but Vassell was a, a pretty decent pickup and I I still am supportive of the Spurs making that selection I
0: think it was a good one this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Nikola Jokic I know this is locked on Spurs but you gotta give Denver's big man a tip of the cap Lois um draft pick ever to win the uh, nba mvp award and hey if there's one big man that he patterns himself and he would like to idolize in his words own it is tim duncan that's right he's always said that he wants to be the tim duncan for the denver nuggets i mean you look at his play throughout the playoffs even in the regular season he's bringing that winning formula to denver that's helping them make a push into this uh playoffs so yeah i mean just you know what he does on that court you know the the excitement that he brings the, the fans and even if you're not a denver nuggets fan or, or a Jokic fan you know you cannot discount what the big man is doing just just giving us nba fans something to just smile about after a long time away from the uh, arenas and that denver arena is packed all the time cheering them on so yeah On Locked On Spurs, it is Denver Nuggets. Nikoto Yoloch, congratulations, uh, big man. Hey, it's only worth it if you enjoyed it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. Michelob Ultra. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can find locked on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, so once I get started, I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL group, whatever group you want, for the latest league updates. I know you find a ton of incredible rooms out there on your favorite teams and leagues. Can't wait to join you all on the app, and I'll let you know once the Lockdown Spurs room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Absolutely. Now, uh, in his maiden voyage last year, he averaged 5.4 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, just under a shade of one block per game. He shot the ball about 41% and uh, from the field and 35% from the three line. Now, uh, first of all, you know he played 63 games as a rookie in the Spurs system. You know how pop is. So that's a hat tip to his skill set and pop seeing something on there. And as well as to he's part of this new generation, this next wave, uh, the new chapter in Spurs history, this young core. Do you think he made himself a commodity last year with San Antonio moving forward where in his sophomore season, we may see a tremendous spike in minutes?
1: Uh, I believe so. Uh, I mean, he did start seven games. Uh, played about an average of 17 minutes a game. I, I wish the Spurs would have played him in the low 20s, uh, but 17 is is respectable. Um, did he make himself a commodity? Yeah, I mean, because worst-case scenario, when he's on the court, you have a good defender. Mm-hmm. That's what he's known for. He's known for the three, and he's known for the D. And so defensively, uh, it's learning the, the scheme of the team. It's it's learning how to play against higher competition because it's it's one thing when you're playing for Florida State and it's another thing when you're playing in the NBA. Uh, but I thought he held up pretty well. Uh, there was no deer in headlights moment at all when he played. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there were some games where he was doing exceptionally well, some games where he kind of got lost in the mix offensively, but at the very least, defensively, he was holding his own.
0: Yeah, he had a a string of games early last season where he made at least one three-point shot in a row. It was like a good handful. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. You know, we know he has the ability to knock down that three-point shot, as you highlighted, the 3 and D guy. And that's going to bode well for San Antonio moving forward because we know what they need to address in the offseason. It's pretty glaring three-point shooting. He fits that so far now. Mm -hmm. I expect him to see a spike in minutes. I hope he sees a spike in minutes. I I think the last thing I want to hear is he's being sent to the G League. I I don't want to hear that at all. Now, you project the fact that perhaps the Spurs are going to lose all their veterans or maybe one or two. That's another indication of where he can see his minutes. But do you think, Michael, he did enough to earn him a starting role next season? Starting role, probably not yet. Uh, I can see him being
1: the sixth man or the second player off the bench uh, next season, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to get a lot of minutes. You can get 20 to 24 minutes a game, you know, being the sixth or seventh player on the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think part of this is going to be, well, who do the Spurs get in free agency? So chances are, if the Spurs are going after somebody who's a small forward or a power forward, that's going to take away certain minutes from him because he kind of he kind of ha- he's very fluid with what the positions that he can play, right. uh, but I, I like him on the roster. I think he's a very good addition. Uh, we need to set expectations as to what we hope to see from him. Is he the next Danny Green? Is he the next Bruce Bowen? Or right. is he something better than that? Mm-hmm. You know, because defensively he has the tools in place to be a prime Danny Green or a prime Bruce Bowen. Uh, but I think offensively he has more more to him because you know Danny Green and, and, and Bowen were both catch-and-shoot. And it's not to say that Vassell isn't a catch-and-shoot player either, but he can take it to the hole. He's not afraid to drive from time to time. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to, to run on the brakes. And because of that, I think he has a higher ceiling than those two players as an overall player. Uh, I, I think he, he warrants that 20 minutes a game, 24 minutes a game, of playing time. And I think he's probably the most NBA ready rookie. The Spurs have had since Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. So um, yeah, he, he's a great player. He's going to have a long career. I think the Spurs should get offer him a, a longer leash when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. learning out there. I don't, I, what I don't want is him to be berated out there on the sidelines. If he messes up in, in the third game of the season and then suddenly be in the doghouse. I don't understand the concept anymore of the doghouse for younger players. Don't Mm -hmm. get it. I don't get it. And I think that uh, the old school fashioned, uh, old fashioned way of, of, of coaching is kind of going over the head of some of these players.
0: Yeah. One thing that really stood out for me, you know, aside from his ability to be that three and D guy was low turnovers. Went down some of the stats here. He, I think the, his worst turnover night, he had three of them. That's it. And he had a string of games where he didn't commit any turnovers. Um, he values the ball. He, you look at the plus minus; more often than not, he's going to be in the plus when he's on the court for San Antonio. He's just a smart player, Michael. He's very smart, and it's interesting when he when you
1: watch him play defense, how cerebral he is when he's when he's out there. He's not relying so much on this athleticism to get there. He is picking his spots. He, he anticipates so well defensively and you know gets into the passing lanes, uh, kind of understands the concept of, of getting the, the opposing player on their offhand or, or where maybe they don't dribble as well or whatever the case may be. He does a really good job of that. He goes after loose balls very well. Uh, Devin Vassell is a very, very solid player that's going to have a long career. And I hope that it is with the Spurs, but you, like, you're like, you're saying, you know, he, he gets more steals than he does turnovers, you mm-hmm. know? And the Absolutely. one thing that I, I would, the one thing that I would say that it was, I was really, really high on him when it came to like February, March time frame because I was looking at this at, at the stats and he was at 39, 40% three point shooting for the year. He kind of tailed off there the last probably four weeks of the season. Ended mm-hmm. the season with around thirty five percent accuracy from three, uh, but you know this is a long season. This is this is longer than he ever had in college, so uh, I, it's possible that you know he may have gotten winded, especially when the Spurs were playing basically two days, uh, two games, and three nights the the rest of the season there uh, from March and April. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm excited for him because he's going to have an, a a full off season he's going to be able to take part in practices. And I think young players like Vassell and, and also Trey Jones uh, will benefit from that and can be relied on more, hopefully earn Pops' trust more, and get those minutes.
0: One thing I you know, wanted to highlight, and you brought it up already, is the, uh, the unusual season uh, he had um, in his first year here. The thing is, he was thrown into the, to the fire early. Mm-hmm. We, we know the situation with last year. It was short in season, minimal playing time, minimal practice, excuse me, minimal training camp, you know, get in there and learn on the job. Why do I feel that approach is going to benefit him tremendously? Because in past seasons, usually rookies in the San Antonio system are sent to Austin and you'd leave a lot of Spurs fans scratching their heads thinking, why is a number 11-12 pick in Austin? Well, that's just the Spurs way. That's just what they do. Mm-hmm. This past season, they had no choice. Um, They needed bodies. And, uh, look, Devin Fissel was the only one um, uh, who felt the impact of the shortened season, especially in that second half. But nevertheless, though, I really believe that unusual season that he went through is actually going to hasten. It's going to make his learning curve shorter, and he's going to get on board quicker. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, and whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to get it through the day tension free, you need the Theragun and it can help. The Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and is quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. So whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova and hundreds of thousands of customers just like you and me. The, try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash on. Theragun.com slash lockdown online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device right now to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Ben online your online sportsbook experts use promo code On.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, who would have thought, you know, getting thrown into the fire? That's what we hope for for a lot of players. And the Spurs have done that in the past. It's not like they you know, held back Tim Duncan or Kawhi Leonard, and maybe Vassell isn't on their level, but he is on a high enough of a level where he should have been thrown into the fire. And this is like you said, is probably a good thing that he got this opportunity early on based out of necessity. Uh, I thought from the very beginning, especially if you saw his play in preseason last year, that he was ready for a prime position with the team. Beyond what he already got. okay. so he Mm -hmm. got 17 minutes a game. But I was thinking he was going to be at least 20 minutes because he was just balling out during preseason and was doing well when he was on the court. So it wasn't like I never at any point last year saw this on the court thinking to myself, wow, he needs more seasoning. Mm -hmm. Every time I saw him play, I thought to myself, this guy has the tools to play this game. He and 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 the question just becomes is he going to be a a a good role player or is he going to be a starter in the future? I think he will mm-hmm. be a starter in the future whether it's with the Spurs or somebody else. I hope it's with the Spurs. But, you know, uh there's so much up in the air right now when it comes to, you know, who are the Spurs going to get uh with the the possible 12th pick this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to move up? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to get that 8% chance of being in the top 4? Who are they going to go after in free agency? There's so much that's so much up in the air right now that it's kind of hard to project what Devin Vassell is going to be with the team next year. Whether he's going to be a starter or on the bench, uh, but I know this for sure: he has earned his minutes and he has earned uh, mm-hmm. a longer leash than what he had last year.
0: We're talking with Michael Jimenez. He is the co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio, Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Tune in, check it out right now, or get ready for the next episode. Uh, that's coming up this weekend. Your your shows are archived, right? Like they can go to the ESPN YouTube webpage and see yeah, it. Right? Yeah, ESPN
1: yeah. San Antonio's webpage. Uh, they're typically on uh, ESPN San Antonio's Facebook page as well.
0: Okay, perfect. Make sure to also do that. Also Spotify network. from time to time, yeah. yeah you're, you're worldwide, Michael.
1: Uh, it's exciting, man. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I don't ever want to be an insider. That's the thing. I, I love the, the fan perspective Right. Uh, when it when it comes to things because um you know sometimes when you are with the media and whatnot and i know this because i was in the media in the past sometimes you, you you get to have a relationship with players and whatnot and sometimes the objectivity goes away you right. know but I, I i love the fan aspect of things and uh it's so much fun
0: we're talking with uh, again michael jimenez again on twitter at 210 fantasy guide about devin vassell looking back his rookie season going to give out a great momentarily you you look at a rookie and yeah you're starting from the bottom up <laughs> you're, that's what you're working from uh, but if there's one area you like to see him improve on next season what would that be
1: i think size uh, mm-hmm. i think that's more hitting the gym over the uh, off season um uh, he's a very lanky guy uh very very thin long arms which is great because he you know he picks pockets a lot he gets in passing lanes uh but i think with a lot of these younger players especially when you know they get drafted by the team when they're 18 19 years old that uh they haven't filled out you know they don't have a man's body yet they they have mm-hmm. the man's height but not the man's body and and the same thing goes for 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 Luca you know Luca bulked up a little bit last season I want to see that even more get that girth uh, out there and uh I think that would help out because you know it's a physical game and I think that would allow uh, Vassell to to bang bodies more with maybe some fours out there uh, as opposed to just guarding the twos and threes Uh, but that's what I hope to see from him over the offseason yeah.
0: yeah you do the words right out of my mouth just added some size I would like to see him earn more minutes uh, in training camp I, I I think he has the ability to do that you know I'd like to see you know like any spur on the roster next season knock down that three shot although he was pretty reliable about that. I think maybe the third reliable on the team. That's not saying a lot. After Patty Mills and Derek White, maybe Lonnie throw Lonnie in there, but uh, you know, you want to see that increase. And I think you will see him make further uh, positive steps in his sophomore season. All right. Looking back, what grade would you give the rookie?
1: I'd give him a solid B. Uh, Give him a solid B because uh, the effort was there. Um, he did take advantage of a lot of the opportunities that were given to him. Uh, I think he deserved more minutes, but that, but he didn't wet the bed when he was out there. You know, uh, like I said, there was no deer in headlights moment. He was out there. He was a professional from day one. He was ready to play and he Absolutely. proved that he proved that he belonged on the court. Uh, yeah. now with an off season where he has practices and he could be better integrated into the offense would be amazing. Uh, I know that in the NBA they say that year three is typically the leap, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that leap in the second year because of his shooting ability and and having the ability to to be a better part of the offense and and a better understanding and and then also hopefully the Spurs have less reliance on these older veterans. Maybe they don't resign some of them mm-hmm. uh, in order for him to have more more sh- opportunities to shoot the rock. I mean, I mean, look at it this way. If if he averaged, you know, seven point or or five and a half points last last year uh, in 17 minutes, you know, you do a per 36 on that. Well, then that means he was averaging about 12 to 13 points per 36. But that was at the shooting volume that he was at, which was not very high. (laughs) Mm hmm. So yeah. that's a bigger part of the offense than then his his product his productivity should go up on the offensive side. Defensively, I'm not a I'm not worried at all defensively. He is very, very cerebral, very, very smart out there when it comes to how he handles himself defensively. He doesn't get in foul trouble a lot, but if he bolts up a little bit more, man, we have the, the makings here of a very super solid player. Uh could be in could be in the Derek White type of conversation here because that's I I when I see Devin Vassell and you say, well, how good can he be in year two? He can be just like Derek White out there.
0: Absolutely. I'm giving him a B as well. I like what I saw out of the, the young kid. Uh, you pretty much hit every single point that I was going to make regarding uh, seeing him in action last year. But I really believe um, that B could definitely turn into an A plus next season crossing fingers because of. What he went through as a rookie, he's going to likely go to the summer league. You know, that's coming back this summer uh, mm-hmm. and a training camp. And throughout the season, there was one guy he gave praise to as far as his development. That was Rudy Gay. Now, I know Rudy Gay, is his best days are, are in the past, but prime Rudy Gay was an issue. Prime Rudy Gay with Memphis was a problem, even with the Kings before that uh, injury he had. So if he's learning to play in that mode of Rudy Gay, young Rudy Gay, I would not be upset about that moving forward next season. So, yeah, it's definitely a B for me. But what about you? What grade would you give the rookie Devin Vassell? Make sure to let us know right now. You can let uh, Michael know on uh, his Twitter feed, at 210FantasyGod. Also let him know he's doing very well in his weight management. He's doing a Uh bang-up job good for you michael i've been noticing that and i see that
1: 18 pounds so far man i had a uh, physical today and uh man my blood pressure was perfect man spot on all the
0: good for you the
1: high blood pressure that i had a little earlier this year went all went away man I just lose a little bit of weight get some exercise who would have thought who would have thought that exactly. that was the key
0: that's it right that's all it took right just a little uh, mindfulness about your physical well-being uh yeah and oh by the way um Congratulations to your daughter. Thank Class you. Thank you. Yes. Class of Big 2021. Yeah. It,
1: it was, it was so nice when they uh, announced her, uh, announced her on the stage because they, they name, you know, uh, they're, they're allowed to, to name one scholarship that they received. They say like for her, they said she has six scholarships including, and it was so cool for them to say the Valero Alamo Bowl.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Uh, so because, because it was in the Alamo Dome where this was going on. And uh, so that was the big money one that we got uh, aside from what LSU gave her. So I'm very, very proud of her. And she's walking around the house every morning coming up to me saying, 58 days and I'm in college, 57 days and I'm in college. So she's already doing the countdown every day that I see her because she knows uh, that I'm moving her out there on August 14th.
0: Well, That'll be a very uh proud moment and a little, maybe a little teary-eye moment for you, Michael, yeah. <laughs> as a proud parent. I don't I don't have kids. Um, so I can only imagine you know that moment was going to be like for you uh, when you uh take your daughter to college. but you know, there's one thing that will I think will help you, Michael, in your weight management progress is that perhaps becoming a two-way player. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. You mentioned <laughs> Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, but All kidding aside, no, he's not going to be a two-way player. We're just joking here. Uh, Did you hear the news that Derek White, yeah, that Derek White, Spurs' Derek White, is going to partake in the MLB All-Star Weekend festivities? He's going to be part of the uh, Celebrity uh, Softball game. First of all, that ankle must be doing pretty well now, Michael, considering he's going to take the bat and hit, hit a home run, hopefully.
1: Yeah, that that was kind of interesting because I, I I love watching the celebrity games. I'm a sucker for that. Ever since the '90s, you know, whether it be the NBA All Star Weekend or Major League Baseball, you know, when they do yeah. their softball stuff, I I'm a big sucker for that. I, I like seeing the athletes from a different sport play out there with the reality star, with the washed up rock star. You know, I love that. Uh, but I don't know. Does he have a background in,
0: in baseball? Did he play college baseball? I
1: didn't know that.
0: that I, I think he dabbled when he was a kid, maybe high school. I'm, I'm thinking, I know for some reason that's hitting the uh, a chord of me right now, but you get why he's being invited because it's going to be in Coors Field out in uh, Colorado. He's from Parker, ah. Colorado. It makes sense why they're inviting Derek White. He's going to be joined with the Miz is going to take part in it uh some other kids fandom i don't know some some of these young these whippersnappers a lot of the celebrate like youtube stars and everything well uh white is a part of that and i just i better not well first of all you gotta think of the spurs are probably sweating bullets right now like please don't do anything please don't fall please don't trip don't round second and slide into first derek I do not want to see you <laughs> sliding into first whatsoever or chasing a fly ball and colliding with somebody. Uh is there any chance Michael you can uh, wrap him in a bubble wrap before he heads out to Colorado? We
1: we kind of need to man because I don't want to see him lose another tooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess the, the the good part is is that, you know, he's not going to be trying to draw some charges out there. No, uh, hopefully that, they man. don't have hopefully they don't have him as catcher and you know, he's trying to block the plate but uh, as long as he's not playing catcher i think he'll be all right out there
0: all right well definitely you can uh, check out Derek White do his thing at the uh, upcoming mlb all-star weekend festivity so uh derrick you heard it from michael you heard it from me do not push it we saw injury prone you were last year, broken toe, same toe, it's broken again in a different area. Your teeth are falling now, you turn your ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't push. I wonder the Spurs are I wonder they're calling their insurance company like, all right, what do we gotta do to up our premiums right now? You know, what do we gotta exactly. do? What, what's what what's going on right now? Because we need this guy hundred percent healthy. Well, hey, we're at done some docu- of these, some of oh, these names ahead, out
1: there real Some of these names, by the way, DK Metcalf, CC Sabathia, oh. Jenny Finch, Larry Walker, Vinny Castilla. That's an old school Rockies name right there. That's that, that's some, that's some big league uh, athletes out there. That's awesome.
0: Uh, I wonder if, wonder if you're going to see Popovich in disguise out there and just say, no, nope, no, nope, he, you know, he's out of the rotation. No, nope, he's out of the <laughs> rotation. He's the bat. He's the ball. Bo- he's the bat boy for uh, the game. But <laughs> we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Weatherspoon? Uh, likely not. You know, he's not going to be back next season. Uh, agree or disagree with the Spurs decision to part ways as of right now with uh, the guard. And also, what do you think about Devin Vassell and his rookie season? What grade would you give him? You can let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs zone. I'd uh, love to hear what you have to say. And of course, you want to talk with Michael Jimenez on Twitter at 210 Fantasy God. Michael, one more time. Tell us all about the Sunday Sports Grill.
1: Oh, man. Sunday Sports Grill is so much fun, man. We go from 11 to 1. Uh, Obviously, it's a sports show, so I'd say about sixty to seventy percent of what we do is sports talk radio. Uh, But we also, you know, put a lot of polls out there, a lot of things kind of stir the pot a bit, a lot of pop culture, movies, music, uh, streaming, a lot of TV show references, and things like that. Uh, Ongoing thing is being introduced to movies that I've never seen in my my entire life. Uh, Apparently, I didn't watch many movies growing up, so. You know, I'm being introduced to them 40, 35, 40 years later. So I think right it's now, yeah, I'm trying to find out, should I watch Alien next? Footloose? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, what's that called? Uh, what's that one? Uh, uh, and Some of these Arnold Schwarzenegger movies out there. Uh, there. There's a lot of different things I haven't seen, but uh, it's fun because I get to go back out there, relive a childhood that I didn't have and give my impression of a movie like Indiana Jones, which I saw for the first time two weeks ago.
0: You know, well, so it, it's... well, if it's between, from what you can recall right now, aliens and, uh, Alien or Aliens with an S?
1: Oh, whichever the Sigourney Weaver one is. Uh, well, well, and, and, uh, a little... Total Recall was the one I was thinking about.
0: Total oh, Recall well, was... Well, right there. See Recall. Really? Yes. See Recall. That's a fun movie. It's a fun action movie
1: and it's so funny to go back in time and, and watch these movies because like I said, I've never seen any of these. I mean, I saw jaws for the first time throughout this whole process, all the outsiders and, and, and to go back and, and watch a, a star Wars movie that I've never seen. And, yeah. you know, everyone thinks that these are the, the greatest movies of all time. And half the time, I think that they're hokey, uh, half the time, like with jaws, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, but it's, it's so much fun, you know, and, and, uh, People will always ask me, you know, whether it be on Twitter or in person or if they meet me someplace, they'll go, are you serious? You've never seen those movies. <laughs> and and it's just like they think it's like stick. And I'm like, no, man, I didn't see any of these things. All I did growing up was watch Cubs baseball, Mets baseball, Houston Oilers football and Spurs basketball. That's all I did. And uh, so, yeah, I wasn't into Marvel or. or or cartoons or wrestling or anything like that. I I guess I had a different childhood, man.
0: Well, better late than never, I guess. Yeah. Better late than never. Well, if you have movie recommendations for Michael, let him know on Twitter at 210 Fantasy God right now. But for Michael, I guess, Cisco and Ebert Jimenez, because he's doing all the reviews now, (laughs) I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.